0: Castaway Show with Dave Dolan. Hello, Anza. You're listening to 96.3 K-O-Y-T Coyote Radio, your local Anza radio station. And you've just tuned in to your source for local fishing reports and information. I'm Dave Dolan, and I'm here with the Castaway Show. I've got your fishing reports, where they're biting, maybe how to catch them we got a boating tip, fishing tip, a recipe, and in the studio tonight, I've got a very special guest with me. We'd also like to hear from you too. You can contact us at programming at 963 KOIT.org. Let me know what you think of the show. If there's a topic you'd like to talk about, any questions you have, give me some input there. And maybe you have a fishing story you'd like to talk about. You can come in and join me. Also, you can contact us at 763 763- 5698-763-K-O-Y-T. So let us know what you think of the show. So right now just join us and listen to this edition of the Castaway Show. Well Anza I'd like to go right into the fishing report now. Well spring has sprung out there. The days are a lot longer and they're certainly getting quite a bit warmer too. However this coming up week there's a chance of a couple storms coming in so Maybe it's not quite all over yet, but you know, bring on that rain, that's great for us. I know looking up at the high Sierras, they continue to have that fabulous snowpack up there, and once the weather warms up up there, they're going to have a tremendous amount of runoff which may make the streams unfishable up there, but once again, all that water that's really good and we'd love having it. Just remember it's going to make it a little bit later of a fishing season up there with all that snow on the ground. I'd like to throw another place into the fishing report I haven't talked about yet. And that would be just north of us up at Big Bear Lake. You know, they're starting to get a thaw up there now where the the lake is fishable up there too. There's still a lot of snow on the ground around the lake, but people are going to the north shore of the lake. That's what gets the most sunshine exposure, and they are catching fish up there right now. The water temperature is still running 38 to 42 degrees. That's pretty cold even for trout, so they're kind of lethargic. But if you work a bait kind of slow, you know, you'll know, you get some attention on it because people are catching some fish up there. The other mountain lake that we have to talk about, Lake Cuyamaca down in San Diego area, they're doing fairly well down there. They're getting regular stalking on trout. What seems to be working best is just your power baits around the shoreline there. Our local mountain lake, uh, Lake Hemet, I did not, a, I was not able to get a report from there this past week, but I think they're still on a fairly regular stocking schedule and um, once it warms up to make it a little more comfortable, I'm looking for that fishing to really kick in well. Down the hill from us on the other side, Lake Kaweah, they're continuing to do their every other stocking on trout. They're reporting very good trout fishing right now actually the trout down there are averaging close to two pound average the best one last week weighed in at 7.11 pounds power bait and night crawler seem to be working the best so everybody's catching them down there but i would really suggest getting down there to um, lake cawea sometime soon i was down in the palm springs area this last week and it was 92 degrees so with those warm temperatures that water is going to warm up and they probably won't be stalking the trout for much longer. So, I'd say go get them while they're in there. Down the uh, west side of us, Diamond Valley Lake, you know, it's getting warmer down there right now also. And the bass, the largemouth bass, are starting to move into the shallow water. I know of a f- local fishing guy down there, that he says he's really looking at it to improve down there quite a bit with the warmer water and the spawning going on. And as I said on the last show, I'm not real big myself on the largemouth bass fish in freshwater. Not that I don't want to be, but I just never really got into it that much. But I know it's a big-time fish to catch around here. So if anybody out there would like to talk freshwater bass fishing, I'd like to hear from you. So let me know on that. They are doing real well on the striped bass down there at Diamond Valley Lake. Just this last week, they caught three real hogs. They caught a 28 pounder, a 25 pounder, and a 20 pounder. Now this is freshwater bass we're talking about. So, you know, that's saltwater, yellowtail or tuna size. So that's a good thing to target right down there. Looking at Lake Elsinore, they're actually having excellent fishing on carp right now. You know, we kind of think of carp as being trash fish, but I know in, in Europe, in England, they're considered to be a prize game fish. Well, they do pull hard. It's just, they're kind of bony to eat, but they're uh, very good carp fishing around the La Laguna area. They're also catching uh, catfish and bluegill down there. They've been stalking bluegill and carp. So as the water warms up, I'm sure you're gonna see a real improved action down there. I know the biggest one down there this last week was a nine pounder. They're also doing real good on the striped bass fishing, mainly by the inlet and ramp number two seems like that um, striped bass fishing picks up really good after a trout plant you know uh, they like to eat those trout so if you just follow when they do a trout plant that's also a good time to try for those striped bass looking at the salt water scene right now it's still a little bit slow i know out of oceanside the uh, sport boats going out of there they're doing really good on the sculpin remember the sculpin they're really good fish good eating fish make excellent fish tacos but If you catch one, remember, those spines are poisonous, so let the deckhand handle them and cut those spines off before you do anything with them. On the uh, San Diego landings, it's kind of slow on the, the calico bass and striped bass. They're starting to catch some rockfish since the season has opened up on the rock fishing. But the best bet going out of San Diego would be, out of either San Diego Bay or Mission Bay, would be to take the three quarter day boats that go into Mexican waters, mainly around the Coronado Islands. They're pretty much wide open limit fishing on the bottom fish down there and and having an occasional yellowtail come around too. So those are the local possibilities we're looking at right now. And with the warmer days, I look for things to really pick up. Well, everybody, it was quite a long time ago. My dad started me off on fishing and we shared some really good father son moments there. A lot of good memories made there. Well, I have three sons of my own the name of my boat is the My Three Sons. And I had the pleasure of taking all three of my sons fishing since they were real little guys, probably they don't even remember the first fishing trips they were so little. And we really had a lot of family memories of, of our own there that I just really cherish. One of my sons just really did take off after the fishing probably a little bit more than the other two. In fact, when I remember when he was a little boy and <laughs> growing up, I just called him my shadow when I went fishing. I could not walk out the door with a fishing pole without him following me, which was really great. Well, this weekend, that son of mine, my son Tommy, is up here visiting in Anza, and um, he came in here to talk a little fishing with me. So, hey, Tommy, how you doing there? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, how do you like being up here in Anza?
1: It's good. It's...
0: Yeah, it's really nice you came up with your wife and son and um, having a real pleasant visit here. Well, um, just... Thinking about fishing and all and all the times that we had together, boy, where could I start on this? I think um, your earliest fishing trips, you don't remember them because you were in diapers before. You could remember any of that, but I had you out there with me. But tell me, thinking way back, what do you think is the earliest fishing trips that you remember doing?
1: Well, um, I mean, the, the bulk of what I can remember when I was really little was freshwater, but that's kind of hit or miss as far as memory goes. But uh, I remember... When we first got the boat, fishing out of the bay and uh, catching yellowtail. So that was way back when, too, as well.
0: Right. In fact, I remember one of the first trips, I think the the first trip I took out of the bay into the ocean, I took you with me. Uh, I think you were like seven years old then. I don't know how smart that was for a, somebody to take a seven-year-old alone out in the open ocean with us. But um, yeah, I remember we hooked, like we caught, I think, four yellowtail right off Imperial Beach. The first one <laughs> Yeah, the first one, it's kind of humorous to look at it now. It broke my heart when it happened, but the very first yellowtail ever hooked up on my boat, you hooked it up, you got it all the way up to the boat, and then it broke off. You were just heartbroken.
1: (laughs) Well, it wasn't just that it broke off. Uh, I think you were going after the gaff or the net, and I tried lifting it up. Lifted out of the water to bring it out to the boat and then it broke off
0: right and i remember you were just crushed i thought oh tommy don't do that to me our first trip out on our boat and it you know but we made up for it we ended up catching four nice yellowtails so that was just great so you know a trip i remember maybe you remember it too i think you were only about well a year and a half or so do you remember fishing down baja at punta chivato I-
1: kind of like it's kind of spotty it's more like when i watch the uh, family videos then i'll go ah okay now i remember that but just off the top of my head it's
0: right you were really young then but uh, you were a gamer i mean year and a half old and once again i couldn't get away from you (laughs) you wanted to go out i had the little 12 foot aluminum boat and i remember going right offshore there catching uh halibut and bass and just had a great time there but i remember another place down in mexico where we went and i I think you probably remember it a lot better. We used to go down to Bahia de Los Angeles, L.A. Bay. Yep. Right. When you guys were in school, it seemed like that was our annual spring break vacation. We'd go down to L.A. Bay. and Do you remember some of the fishing trips we did down there?
1: Yeah. No, I remember that was uh, mainly a lot of uh, trigger fish. Right. Yeah. yeah. And those things are like, well, they're, this is a really weird-looking fish if you've never seen it. They're a... Uh, um, kind of a very skinny, almost like a halibut, but going the other way. So it's a really skinny fish, but it has really buck teeth. Right.
0: Yeah, they they go down and crack crabs open and eat them. And they're called a trigger fish because that fin on the top, it's really a spike, which can cause you some harm. It looks just like a trigger on them. So, yeah, we caught a lot of those, made a lot of ceviche, and um, those are some great trips. Remember the one time we were camped out on the beach there and there was that giant grunion run came up on the shore?
1: yes. Yeah, are yeah, going out there with buckets and just trying to pick them up.
0: Right. There were so many grunion, it just looked like the whole beach, like the sand was moving, you know. And it uh, seems to me that I remember you going down in the water and uh, catching some pretty big squid, too.
1: Yeah, well, I I say catching is a little generous. It's, uh just gone on the rocks, and I don't know if the squid were going after the grunion or just got trapped by the tide going out. But uh, I think it was, it was walking the dogs or just chasing after them and just seeing a bunch of pelicans and seagulls kind of sworn around something, go over there, check it out, and big spray of water, just a squid, just washed up on shore. So I remember remember uh, trying to pick it up and carrying it back to the trailer, but I think I made it most of the way.
0: Yeah, well, you did real well. As I remember, I've got a picture. That squid was almost as long as you are tall, but yeah. that was just you. You were a real gamer doing those things. So, Well, I remember another place that you've been to a couple times down Baja. Do you remember your first trip that I took you down to Rancho Leonero on the East Cape? Yeah. You were only 8 years old then, but um, I remember for an 8-year-old, you remember that big fish you got to pull on?
1: Yeah, it was a marlin, a striped marlin.
0: Yeah, it was a striped marlin. We landed it, I think it was about a 150-pounder. But, uh, yeah, we hooked up on that marlin, and and, um, you're 8 years old, and I said, Tommy, here, I want you to hold this pole, and you actually did it. Of course, I was holding you to make sure that you didn't go over the side too, but uh, that was a real thrill, and I remember... The summer after that, or maybe it was later that summer, I took you out on a sport fishing boat and you caught a oh, little five pound yellowtail. And you know, the boat captain was so proud. This little kid caught a yellowtail and here you were eight years old and the captain came down and he goes, hey little boy, is that the first fish you ever caught? You looked up at him and said, mister, I've caught a marlin. You, know, <laughs> you let him have it. So, but that was uh, some great memories we had down there at Rancho Leonero. So remember some other trips we did on saltwater trips that were on uh, sport boats. Back when you were, I think, 16 years old, we did a three-day trip on a uh, sport fishing boat out of Mission Bay that we got into some big tuna. You remember that one? Yeah. That was on Pacific Star, I think? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that trip. Even the captain said we got into a grade of tuna that was more like a long-range trip, and we had it fairly local, but... I remember you were using your little pin squitter, which is like kind of little kids' beginning fishing reel. Still We'd, have it. That's right. you got a lot of memories on that reel. And using just 20-pound test line, I remember you caught by yourself and landed a 46-pound yellowfin tuna.
1: Yep. Uh, I forget how long it took, but I remember thinking that it just took forever to bring it in, but... When I finally did, you know, uh, deckhands gaffed it, brought it on board, and I was super excited. And I think I went back into the galley and took a nap afterwards. I was tired.
0: You deserved it. I know those fights on those tuna, you know, they do feel like they're going on forever sometime. You know, there's a tradition about catching your first tuna. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember uh, something about cutting it open and ha- what do you do with the heart?
1: Yeah, got eat the heart, which I did. You did. You
0: swallowed it's, it. I remember they cut it open, put the heart out. The heart was still, still beating. beating. Yeah, it was kind of thumping around, and you swallowed it. You did a great job there.
1: Although I gotta say it's a lot easier with the tuna because this heart's relatively small. I mean, fits in palm of your hand, relatively easy. Uh, first time I went out deer hunting, I don't know what it is with people and eating hearts, but it's the same tradition, and those things are a lot bigger, a lot harder to, a lot harder to get those down.
0: Yeah, well, you upheld the traditions. You you did it yourself all the time. I remember another trip when you were, I think maybe that same summer. You were only twelve years old. We went out on a two-day sport fishing trip, mm-hmm. and I remember that particular trip. We were fishing off San Clemente Island, and we caught we got the grand slam. We caught all four different types of tuna. We caught yellowfin tuna, bluefin tuna, albacore, and skipjack. Yep. Yeah. I remember the um, boat captain was so impressed, he told the outdoor writer of the San Diego Union-Tribune, and they put an article about us on our fishing trip and how proud the captain was that, you know, a boy your age that we caught the Grand Slam on tuna. Remember that trip, what you were doing in the evenings?
1: Yeah, I remember uh, going out there and they were saying that uh, I remember some people were uh, trying to catch some bait fish. And they were complaining that they couldn't catch the bait fish because they were some. Think they're bluefin, bluefin shark. They were blue sharks. Blue sharks. Were uh, circling the boat, eating up all their uh, bait fish. And I remember one gentleman had a uh, uh, probably like a foot long wire lead and just hey, you want to try and catch some sharks? Use the lead and just some uh, random bait fish and yeah, pulled on some blue sharks. Yeah, that was great. Didn't bring them into the boat, obviously, but brought them up. Got some pictures and cut them loose. Yeah, it
0: you know. was a great entertainment, just catching sharks at night. So yeah. yeah, those were quite the sport boat trips. So yeah, I remember even on our own boat being offshore, how you and I used to always go down, sometimes like on a Saturday afternoon, we get in the boat, we go out on either Mission Bay or San Diego Bay and we just spend the night on the boat. And then the next day we would go offshore and do some fishing. We did that quite yeah. a few times. And so I remember one time that we did that we were offshore, I think, like off La Jolla, and you know it was like mid-afternoon, and you know we got up early that morning. We were out there, and you know how it is on the water—you get a little bit tired. And you were, you know, probably all of eight, nine years old then, and you wanted to go down below deck and take a nap. And I said, "Okay, go ahead and take a nap." And I thought, "Well, I'm a little tired too. I'll go down and lay down for a couple minutes." Well, I remember <laughs> the San Diego Padre baseball game was coming on right when I laid down. So that was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, I closed my eyes. The next thing I knew when I woke up, it was the announcer saying, and the final score of today's game is, and I go, what? We slept through the whole ball game? <laughs> you well know, that'll do it to you being on the water. And I wouldn't recommend that, but that's just one of those things that happens out there sometimes. So, you know, another type of uh, saltwater stuff that you and I really enjoyed was the lobster hooping. Yep. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, I mean it. It's not fishing. It's completely different. It's uh, you're gonna go out generally in the bay, or uh, if you've got the equipment for it, out in the ocean, and spotting out some areas, generally looking for uh, drop offs and rocky areas. You're gonna have the hoops, a little with bait, drop it, and then you're gonna be coming back half hour later, forty five minutes later, pulling them up, checking to see if you got anything. So I mean, it, it's a lot different than fishing
0: right so boy you really have a knack at pulling up those hoops too. it that wear me out so uh, you you make quite a good hoop puller out there so but you know we've sure had some really good times doing that we've actually had your wife out doing it your brother and his wife and you know it's just a lot of family fun way to spend some time out there on the water yeah so well anyhow you know we did do quite a bit of uh, freshwater fishing too and how about all those trips that we took up the High Sierras? You remember those?
1: Yeah, I remember. Uh, um, it was it Owens Valley? Um, also, what was the Rio? Well, the Owens River yeah, down Owens River. out of Bishop. Yeah, right. out of Bishop. Uh huh. So I remember fishing around there, and um, also going up near uh, Whitney Portal, I believe.
0: Right. We that? went up there. Some of the streams up there, and yeah. then. Also up around Convict Lake, June Lakes, we fished up there and yep. yeah, had a lot of good times doing that. So I know um, when you and your brothers were in school, we had that spring break. Quite often we would go up to the High Sierras for the early trout opener, which is before the one at the end of April. And you know, we did really well up there. So that that was a lot of fun too. So well, anyhow, you know, I said that I started fishing with my dad a long time ago, and it was such a pleasure to start my three sons fishing and the way especially tommy really took after it it's not to say that his two brothers didn't but you know it was kind of tommy's thing to go fishing well probably one of the most satisfying things is um tommy we have somebody else we take fishing with us now why don't you tell me about him
1: well we've uh taken my son vincent out fishing a couple of times uh, just out on the bay um just pulled up little uh, bay bass i mean nothing nothing it's gonna cook up or anything just pull them up, get a couple pictures, release them again. Uh, Went by the uh, bait barge in the San Diego Bay. I think we had a uh, setup with three hooks and managed to get little bass on all three hooks at the same time.
0: Right, that was just last spring when your son was just barely two and a half years old. I remember bringing that up with those three fish at one time, got a classic picture of him just, well, you can just imagine a two and a half year old just going, Going crazy over three fish at one time. Yeah. I know you talked about that um, fishing on Mission Bay. I remember we took him out when he was only about eight months old on his first fishing trip out there. And, you know, we caught our um, spotted bass, which are a lot of fun to catch. And we got that classic first fish picture with him. Of course, we put the fish up to him. And, um,
1: Told he, him to kiss it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> kiss your catch. He, I don't know if he was going to kiss it or bite it, but um, that was a lot of fun. But I got to tell you, that's such a satisfying thing to think that that's four generations, my dad, to me, to my son, and now his son, my grandson. It's just, wow, what memories. It's just been a whole lot of fun with you, Tommy. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Well, anyhow, those are some family fish stories we have for you. Well, everybody, I've got both my fishing tip and my boating tip. They kind of run together tonight, so I'm going to do both of them at the same time right now. Well, you can tell by this show that in my family, we really have some great memories of fishing together. So my fishing tip for anybody out there is take your kids fishing. You're gonna make the memories you're gonna talk about for a whole lot of years, and it sure beats having them on, on videos. So take your kids out fishing and have a really good time with them. Now, my boating tip kind of goes along with having somebody out there fishing with you. And if you're going out on a boat, whether it's a small boat or even a bigger boat like I have, if you're going on a small lake, or if you're going out on the big salt pond on the ocean like I do, I would suggest that whoever you go out with, teach them how to run your boat too. First thing about that, it gets them involved. They'll feel like they're more part of the trip, you know, having their hands on doing things. It can also help you out a little bit too when you've got a few chores that need to be done. So. sometimes you call it a pinch hitter, you know, just having somebody that can step in there for you once in a while. Also, when you think about it, maybe you wanna take a little bit of a break from your boat, so have that person take over for a little bit. Also, you wanna think about, maybe if you have an emergency out there, especially if you're out on the ocean, if you in some way became incapacitated or say you got really seasick, something like that, it'd be really good to have somebody that knew how to operate the boat, And very important, somebody maybe that knows how to use the radio. This maybe not so much on just a local lake, but if you're out on the ocean, let whoever is with you know how to operate the radio or some kind of an emergency situation. So those are my tips. Take your kids out fishing and when you're on that boat, get everybody involved and teach them how to run it too. Well, everybody, my uh, boating tip there was to get whoever is with you involved and let them take over and do things for a while on the boat. Well, I'm going to do the same thing on my cooking recipe here. I'm going to step out of the way, and I'm going to let my son Tommy give you one of his favorite recipes. So, Tommy, you take over.
1: Yeah, well, thank you very much. Uh, the recipe I have uh, for you today, it's it, I've used it for Cabrilla, but you could use it for any type of uh, real light, flavored fish, so anything that's uh, really not gamey. Um, it's a uh, pesto sauce, which is a uh, French pesto. It's almost the same like a uh, Italian pesto, just a few ingredients are going to be different. 1st you are going to start with like one cup of uh, fresh basil leaves, about a quarter cup of Parmesan cheese, some lime juice, about two tablespoons, and some lime zest. And just like a regular peso, you're going to uh, put that in a food processor, add a little bit of olive oil as you're processing it, trying to get it into a, uh, you, you don't want it to be too runny because you don't, you don't want too much oil on it, but just, just a nice, uh, almost like a cookie dough consistency. And then for your fish, just simple salt, black pepper, grill it probably uh, three or four minutes on each side so it's nice and flaky. If You want to do a uh, simple pasta, like a penne pasta, It's great with pesto. Put the pesto on top, mix it in, good to go.
0: Hey, that really sounds good, Tommy. And um, since you're up here for the evening, how about I get some of that fish out of the freezer and you do the cooking tonight?
1: If you have the ingredients, sure.
0: Okay, sounds good to me. Well, Anza, really enjoyed bringing this show here to you today. And it was really a pleasure having my son Tommy in here. So, Tommy, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, just reminiscing all those fishing stories and everything, and uh, we're going to have to get together and make a few more stories, too.
1: Yeah, well, got my got my son your grandson with us, so new era.
0: That's what makes it fun, having three generations together out on that boat. It sure makes it a lot of fun, and um, we'll make some more fishing memories, and um, we might even have some fishing stories to tell that are even true, right?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I don't want to embarrass you too much, but... I- do you have to remember the biggest fish caught on your boat was by a girl?
0: Oh boy, you gotta rub it in. Well, women love to fish too, so and they're always invited out on my boat. So well, maybe we can uh, break that record and have grandson catch the biggest one on the boat someday, okay? Sounds good to me. Okay, well Anza, once again you can contact us at programming at 963-KOIT.org or call us at 763-5698. So until our next show, we've enjoyed having you here and I look forward to getting together someday and we can cast away.